Hello and welcome to the TES podcast. My name is Richard Vaughan and today we're going to be looking at tomorrow's issue today with the TES. I'm joined by Ed Dorrell, deputy editor. Hello, Ed. Hello. Kay Wiggins, reporter. Hello, Kay. Hello. And John Severs, features editor and editor of TESPRO. Hello, John. Hello. So we have an issue packed full of stories as ever. Um, but first on the list that we're going to talk about is uh, a story about Pupil Premium. Kay, you've brought this in. Uh, it's a survey that's been done by the National Association of Head Teachers. Can you tell us a little bit about it, please? Yeah, so what they found from this survey, and it's a survey of 900 um, head teachers and school leaders, and they found that three quarters um, of those people think that their school is missing out on pupil premium money because of the introduction of universal infant free school meals. Um, so what they found is happening, and this is something you hear from talking to quite a lot of teachers, is that because all infants now get free school meals, they no longer feel like they have to be, the families no longer feel like they have to register them as eligible for free school meals. But of course, the problem with that is people premium money is based on whether a child is registered sure, for free yeah. school meals. So how, I mean, th that must mean an awful lot of money is being missed out on. I mean, 75%, so how much does that actually equate to then? So it's this year, we think, and these are only our own calculations on TES, we think it's probably about £18 million this year. Wow. Um, but obviously that will increase every year because the problem that heads have got is that as children leave in year six every year, the money that they that they lose from the people premium from those children isn't then compensated for by the new people premium money sure. for children joining in reception because those children aren't registering. So every year the situation gets worse because you lose pupils that were getting the funding and don't replace them. Is that not a spectacular own goal from the Lib Dems? Well, I was just wondering that, actually. Yeah. It's sort of funny in this time of heightened political interest that the two key Lib Dem education policies over the last five years, uh, free school um, universal free school meals and the people premium, are um, eating themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive the pun. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Cannibalism. <laughs> yes. Um, so so what, 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 what can they do then? I mean, how, how can heads try and chivvy parents into actually adopting it? Well, they've got some quite interesting tactics that schools are trying to use to get people to register. So you hear about one school, for instance, that um, deliberately organised quite an expensive school trip during right, right at the beginning of the school year for reception children Crafty. with a discount if you registered as eligible for free school meals. That's a very good idea. Yeah. So, other people so we're going to expect a new... Uh, High, high watermark for in, in the year for when schools all go on their school trips. School trips, yeah, everyone goes on really ex extravagant trips in September. Off to Paris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good, sounds fascinating. Okay, uh, and of course it's the uh, NAHT uh, annual conference this weekend. Yeah, and they've got a motion about this at their conference. What they want is um, for a national system to be set up so that the government automatically shares the data um, with schools so that schools don't even need to ask parents to register anymore, they just get told oh, who's okay. eligible. It does beg the question, of course, about um, performance measures as well, doesn't it? How so? Well, if, if schools stop, if, if there's a smaller proportion of kids registering for free school meals, the generic um, marker for deprivation is sure. free school yeah. meal rates. Absolutely. So that's another issue and possibly even more profound for schools. Absolutely. Very good. Okay, um, on to the next one. Uh, sorry, I'm literally turning the pages of a magazine to find out what the next story is, so just ignore the noise. 
Um, we've got a story about Twitter uh, and some research, uh, basically saying that Twitter is a more effective source of CPD um, than, than your traditional approaches. Is this a surprise, do we think? Uh, I don't know. I would say uh, it possibly highlights more the state of traditional <laughs> CPD yeah. than it does how good Twitter is. Absolutely. Although I think you can safely expect Twitter to uh, go bananas for the story. It really is. But our, our, I mean, we kind of get a little bit obsessed by Twitter. Is um, are every is every teacher on Twitter? Do we think? I went to a school last Friday, and all all the teachers they gathered for my glorious arrival to talk to me. <laughs> um, they were all on Twitter, but the interesting thing was that they all followed people that that were not on the radar of say some of the people we know on Twitter. Okay. So there is there is I think there's probably quite a lot of groups on there, some more vocal than others. Yeah. And another thing they said was that. They tend to lurk. They don't tend to engage. They're lurkers. They're lurkers. So yes, they they basically yes. hover around, following links, but don't actually engage in in the debate. And I think there's a problem on Twitter that those debates can get quite closed down. Whereas oh, one of the big benefits people quote is, oh, it's community. But actually, how much of a community is it? There's a kind of Twitter dark matter out there where we don't know who they are and what they're doing, but they're they're, they're engaging. So I'm quoted within the piece that we've got. Um, Two, two, two greats from the Twitter sphere. We've got uh, Sarah Simons, who um, started. Own, yeah. It's our very own columnist, Sarah Simons, who started hashtag UKFE chat, and uh, we've got a guy called Tom Whitby. Uh, yes. Who I think would be described as a legend. He was the man who started the whole Ed Chat phenomenon. He's a 74-year-old teacher based in Manhattan, and I can safely say that they're going to be very pleased with this research. I bet. The Ed Chat is massive, isn't it? Massive, yeah, yeah. absolutely massive. It, I mean, it crosses the whole. And it is just before we finish on this topic, it is worth bearing in mind that the beyond the kind of celebrity obsessed stuff, if you divide uh, the professions by sector, education is by far the most active of the professions on Twitter. Um, which I think goes to show something about the sense of isolation that a lot of teachers feel. Yeah. And obviously, by its very nature, teaching is quite an isolating job. You're alone in your classroom. Yeah, yeah sure. Wow, that's, um, well, it's an excellent piece, so make sure you read it tomorrow, uh, and that's fascinating. We're going to move on to uh, our cover feature, which is about um, SATs, uh, Key Stage 2 tests, and John, you can tell us a little bit more about that, can't you? Well, it's the, the piece is by a primary school teacher called Jack Marwood, um, who is actually, funny enough, quite a big name on yes, Twitter. Yes, on Twitter, yeah. Um, his, his argument is essentially that we are placing our youngest children at the centre of school accountability, by testing them more frequently. So the government is, is, is not paranoid, that would be the wrong word, but heading down that way, mm -hmm. um, about making sure a school is doing the best for their kids. And the way they're doing that is they're putting children through more and more tests. So next year we have the uh, year two uh, exams coming in, yep. we have baseline testing baseline coming tests, in. And, yep. and Jack's argument is that actually these kids are too young to cope with that, and that we are creating a well-being crisis among our youngest children. and a distaste for education whereby they fall out of love with learning because they're being tested and put through these sort of constant assessment. Sausage factory. Mm, essentially. Indeed. But is it is it the stress that the pupils are feeling about being tested or is it the stress that they're you know it's been projected onto them by teachers and by their parents? Well he actually makes the point that some schools are very good at protecting the kids. Sure. 
that the sort of pressure the teachers feel is not uh, is does not seep through. But many schools put their kids through SATs practice from mm. sort of Christmas onwards, and the whole atmosphere and the environment of the school changes, and the kids can pick up on that, and they they feel the pressure even though it's not explicitly mentioned. In a, in a um, in an era where we people talk about the football manager syndrome with yeah. their teachers, though. Um, I'm sure there'll be listeners around the country who will understand what Jack is arguing, but will be making the point that if they don't get the results in the Sats, is it next week? Yeah, Sats week. Um, you know, their heads are on the ch chopping board. You know, they 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 are for the chop. One bad set one, one set of bad results, and they're in serious serious doo doo. I, I guess that's the real kind of peculiarity about Sats, isn't it? It's 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 not purely for the pupil, is it? Whereas GCSEs and A levels are, it's it's all about the school and how they're held accountable, but to to, to a greater or lesser extent. Um, very good. Okay, that's uh, the cover feature, and it's a it's an excellent read. And uh, we're going to go into our pro section, and on the same lines, we have some uh, tips from Kate, Kate Townsend. Um, she says teachers get stressed and panicky about uh, exams as well they should, should they should follow their own uh, advice that they give to pupils john what, what is actually she saying she essentially is probably speaking for many teachers when she says she's already having the sleepless nights as her sort of gcse cohort go through mm. and they're going to take their exams and the stress sort of arises not just from the the stress of their own accountability you know if those kids don't pass what does that say about them as a teacher but there's also a stress that you really they really want the kids to do well mm -hmm. you know the, the the student that has gone through the year getting really good feedback and really good marks on their homework might fall apart in that exam and there's a stress attached to that yeah but she says that the really big problem is that teachers don't take the advice to give to their own students so they don't have an have a proper sit-down meal in the evening they don't timetable in some de-stress time for themselves they don't talk to each other and share their concerns and she said this, this creates this sort of boiling pot basically of pressure and then that's got to find an outlet and she says you should never get it to that point instead you should you should as I said follow your own advice that you give to the, to the students but sh shouldn't teachers just you know they do it every year they just just get on with it they should take a moment and have a cup of tea every yeah. year they should take it yeah quite right quite right um, and any other big issues of the week that we want to discuss? The small matter of the general election. Ah, yes. Next Thursday. Exciting times. Indeed. Exciting times. No Too one knows what's going to happen. But someone who might know more than most is, in fact, your very good self, Richard. Yes, indeed. You spent uh, a large chunk of last week on the road with Nikki Morgan, who is uh, Education Secretary, and Tristram Hunt, who is battling hard to replace her on behalf of the Labour Party. Indeed. What did you make of it, Richard? Um, well, I had a uh, very interesting train journey um, from London to Swindon with Tristram and then back again uh, without Tristram on the way back. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, you know, he seems to have come into his own. He used to get criticised quite a lot for, um, for being... Perhaps showing uh, not enough passion when it came to education, but now he's 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 knocking on doors and he's he says that he's he, he's been galvanised by it and he said that the, the choice between Labour and the Tories couldn't be couldn't be starker. In in all truth, though, that it, it couldn't be more similar. Um, both are going to be cutting uh, education. Um, there was a brilliant piece which was actually covered in TS this week online by John Thompson saying that's why people aren't talking about education is because there's going to be cuts. Uh, to, to the school's budget um, and Nicky Morgan yes I stood in Loughborough Market for two and a half hours 
on a Saturday morning with uh, with Nicky Morgan, and it was an eye opener. It made me realise that I would never want to be an MP. <laughs> what what were the funnier moments? Um, one of the funnier moments was when someone tried to claim that the local um, Labour MP, uh, sorry, local Labour candidate, uh, wasn't local at all because he was from Melton Mowbray and not Loughborough. For those of you who know your geography, Melton Mowbray it's and Loughborough down the road. are very, very nearby. <laughs> Um, and she came in for quite a bit of flack, uh, did poor Nikki. Uh, um, I won't use some of the words that were thrown at her, but um, y y you know, again, she similar stuff that she said uh, that, that Tristram Hunt said in terms of she wants to see more schools collaborating. There's going to be reforms to Ofsted, so it's very much a kind of watch this space. Who will win? I have no idea. One final question mm. on that on that matter. Of course, these are both education spokespeople and when they're out and about do you do they get a sense do you get a sense that while education might not be a hot topic in the mainstream media is it a hot topic on the street um it's funny you say that i i they to them yes they say everyone always asks about it but i still don't believe that it's as big an issue as as, as we would possibly like or hope uh, but they say yeah it is something that they still want to know about when they're knocking on doors on the doorstep schools and education comes up more and I was chatting to um, to Nikki's special advisor and he said the same thing they want to know more about education it's just it's not being covered in uh, in the mainstream media so they should look at the TES thank you Richard indeed um, and on that strange note I'm going to leave it there um, I want to say thank you to Ed Kay and John Taking part. and for you for listening uh, one more thing to add we have a new website so if you haven't checked it out already make sure you go on to tes.co.uk slash news thanks very much and we'll catch you next time thanks bye bye